Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. Good evening. Welcome to the Alter Life. I'm Jeff. And I'm Brent. And we are back with a brand new series. Hope you had a great summer, folks. <laughs> can't believe the summer is by us. I know. We are moving on through the epistles. We left off in Philippians, and the logical point is next. Colossians. That's right. Ten episodes in Colossians. And we are so excited to press forward as we go to conquer one more book of the Bible here on the Altar Life. We got, we've done Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, now Colossians. We did James. We did Daniel. We did tons of stuff. It's yeah. been awesome. Finishing out the prison epistles here. That's right. <laughs> so, Paul writing these awesome books that we've been going through while in prison. That's pretty yeah. cool. And uh, there's a lot of similar themes from the Ephesian series here in Colossians, and we're going to kind of take a look at them from a different angle. Basically, the different roles of Christ, and that's where each episode is going to have a title. Tonight's episode is The Fruit of Christ. We are excited to roll into Colossians. We're just going to get right into it tonight. Of course, Paul starts off his epistle, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. And Timothy, our brother, Timothy was with him, which was pretty cool to think about since we, as we went through Timothy there a little bit, um, he has his own books. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So it's pretty cool. Um, But he's with Paul and they're writing this epistle to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ who are in Colossae. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace. He starts that off. A common starting point for Paul. We give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven of which you heard before in the word of truth of the gospel, which has come to you as it has also in all the world and is bringing forth fruit. This is like a classic start to a letter, like where it's this huge run-on sentence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Paul, Paul did not go to uh, English 101 when he was trying to put sentences together, but they're chock full, right, of all, of all these, like you have to take them in bite-sized chunks, which we will tonight. But I love Paul just saying to these people, you can tell he loves them. He's excited to hear about their faith in Jesus. And, you know, he, he's starting off by saying, look, I'm praying always for you. And um, straight off there, I just I just think about how so I don't so much I don't pray for my brothers um, and the and the people the other believers in my life that God has put in my life is you know to to pray for their well being you know you know if you're serving in a ministry especially with somebody um, you're partnered with you know how much time do we spend praying for those people that we're serving with how many how often do we pray for those people in our church who help lead us spiritually our pastors our uh, ministry leads those people that um that we fellowship with how much do we pray and ask the lord um and paul is like sitting here in prison like praying for all these people you know i I just think about all these he always says that philippians he was saying that the the, the letter to the ephesians i'm praying for you i'm always praying for you i'm always praying for you Man, to be like a prayer warrior like Paul. You're listening to The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was Faith That Breathes, Break Me by the Tree. That's a good long title. And uh, <laughs> that's what we're talking about. And Brent kicked the show off talking about the faith in Christ Jesus that Paul heard that the Church of Colossae had and the hope 
and hope and faith are tied together, you know, placing that hope in something that is sure, that is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before, in the word of the truth of the gospel, which has come to you as it has also in all the world, and is bringing forth fruit. And having a faith like that, you know, like that song says, break me, faith that breathes, it, it takes that breaking up of our hardened heart and, and the fallow ground and all that stuff that we have before we come to Christ, we have, he's got work to do in our lives, you know, and, and it's by placing our faith in him that that work begins. And that, you know, what is that seed? It's the word of truth of the gospel. And we place our faith in that. It's come to us and is now bringing forth fruit. It doesn't just sit there and just get old and tired. You know, if we are genuinely placing our faith and our hope in those things, the truth of the gospel, our faith in Jesus Christ, it should bring forth fruit. And that's what he's going to continue to talk about. It says, and as it has also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God in truth. He's saying, you know, Paul is saying to the church of Colossae that it already is bearing fruit and I hear about it and I'm praising God for it. It says, since the day you heard, from the very moment they heard, they applied what they heard in their lives and it started to bring forth fruit. Not like the soil that Jesus talks about in the Gospels when it says they heard about it and it was kind of cool and they, and then, you know, the devil took it away or it got choked up by the, the thorns and the weeds. They took it and heard it and applied it to their life and it brought forth fruit the way it should. Paul's commending them and hopefully that gets through to us as well because it's important for us to remember those things that we heard, that gospel. And it all, it all comes back to that central thing, which is the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. I was just thinking, Jeff, as you were talking about the word of truth and the gospel, you know, there's so many churchgoers today that walk into church, they hear the word of God. And uh, we have a lot of those Christians that are out there, and hopefully you're listening tonight and you're not one of these, but if you are, you can repent tonight. Yeah. Um, they just go to church and they hear the word of truth. They check their box for going to church and um, they leave. And when you look at their life, you know, you look at their lifestyle, what they're doing between Sunday at noon to Sunday at nine o'clock the following week, that time period between <laughs> Sunday services, right? It's like there's no, there is no fruit. There is nothing that shows, there's nothing that shows us, shows anyone that they believe in Jesus, that they actually have a relationship with the Lord. And do they have a relationship with the Lord? You know, you look at this church in Colossae and Paul's, you know, encouraging them saying, when, as soon as you heard, and as soon as you apply this truth, that the word of truth of the gospel was the gospel was the saving word. Um, it started looking like something in your life. And he mentions in here about how much they, the hope they had in heaven, the love they had for each other, the faith they had in Jesus Christ. There's some descriptive things here that Paul is saying these people are showing as, as you know, evidence that there's a real thing going on in their lives, a real spiritual um, transaction that occurred. And, um, you know, we always say, well, what, you know, is there's all these debates about, you know, when you're, are you a Christian when you just believe or did you have to, you know, you know, all these, all, you know, the mega, we grew up in a, Jeff and I grew up in a mega church. It's like people walk down, they would walk down to the front to accept Christ as their savior. And it's like, okay, well, then they get, they pray the prayer, they do the thing, but are they really Christians or did they really believe? And I don't think anyone really knows the heart of what someone's, what's going on in someone's life. But as you see that person living it out, you can see like, 
Does this person did this person really have a you know when yeah. somebody's life is starting to change you know and and they start to be really believe um and you start seeing that evidence that fruit of something really happening and i believe that Coloss- the colossians here had that happen and paul was recognizing that so you're listening to the ultra life with brant and jeff <laughs> if you just tuned in for the very first time welcome we are doing a Colossians series now, which is something we are really excited about. Tonight's episode is The Fruit of Christ. We are in chapter one, and uh, we're talking about what it is that Christ has done for us and the fruit that should come about in our lives as a result of our faith and our hope and our trust in what he's done for us. And uh, it talks about you know the faith that we have and the hope in the gospel, the word of truth, bringing forth fruit in our lives. And, and Paul says in verse 6, as it has also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God in truth. They came to a saving knowledge of God, you know, by God's grace and um, to know the grace of God in truth. Like, I've been saved for since I was like four and I still don't feel like I can claim this for myself. And Paul's talking about these Colossians who probably are newly saved, saying, among you since the day you heard and you knew the grace of God in truth. And it brought forth fruit in their lives. And what you know, what fruit is, and how we can apply it to our own life is, you know, fruit has its own seeds, right? When when we cut it open, whatever it is, it has, you know, watermelon has seed, watermelon seeds in it, you know. know Except for seedless watermelons. Exactly. Course. Yeah. How do they do that? I don't know. Uh, that's so weird. I was just talking to my wife about that a couple <laughs> days ago. I was like, so how do they reproduce? Yeah. <laughs> how, yeah do how do we get more seedless watermelons? How does seedless watermelons beget seedless watermelons? <laughs> I don't understand how that happens. But. Cloning. <laughs> it's all some scientific <laughs> thing I don't I like understand. How you said beget. <laughs> you you do took it biblical on you. Yeah, he yeah, <laughs> totally did. And uh, but seriously, the seeds, you know, we spit them out usually. I feel bad because they're not fulfilling their purpose. But you know, for us to bring forth fruit, we should then be planting that seed in other people's lives, the word of truth that, that got us and is producing fruit in us, we are then to spread that. And that's the fruit that it's talking about. Not only is it bringing forth fruit in our own lives as a result, but we then are sent out to bring forth fruit 30, 60, 100 fold, like Jesus says in the parable of the sower, right? Right, Bible students? Right. Go read yes. it. Luke chapter 8 and all the other gospels that have that same parable. <laughs> I just know Luke right now. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun in this series. I can tell already. Um, I'm still thinking about seeing this water, man. <laughs> You're like. <laughs> oh, wow. Anyway, we got more music for you. Don't forget to check out our website, www.thealterlife.com. Moving on here in Colossians. Jeff was talking about seedless watermelons. I mean, uh, no, he was actually talking about something more important yeah. than that. Um, talking about the truth in the soil, you know, and what kind of soil is that truth, that word of truth finding its way in. Because, you know, good soil produces good fruit, right? And you ask farmers, I'm not a farmer. I'm the worst farmer there ever was. I'm not even a farmer. So, um, and I can't even, I can't even grow, uh, grow mold in my kitchen. But anyway, uh, you know, when you look at this, when you look at this, it's cool because there's a, there's a lot of descriptors, and I love I love this these descriptors, right? It's the grace, it's the hope they have. One of the things in verse seven here he says is, as you learn from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a fellow faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared to us your love in the Spirit. And one of the one of the ways you can tell somebody 
The Bible says they'll know we are Christians, right, by our love that we have for one another. The love in the Spirit, love, how we love each other. You know, and you look at that in our churches today, and you say, what kind of fruit do our churches have? You know, you look at some of these churches that are just, they're, they're, they're hate mongers. You know, they're out there trying to hate on different people that they don't agree with, or, you know, different denominations hating on other denominations, or, you know, even within the church itself, just how much we bicker and the bitterness and the hatred that's going on, you know, and um, it just happens, you know, but what does fruit look like in the believer's life? You know, it's the love that we have in the spirit. And, um, you know, that's just something to keep in mind. You know, we want this fruit to look like something. You're listening to The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. You're unbelievable. The Altar Life. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. Jesus Freak DC Talk. Woohoo! Unbelievable. And now it's time for our unbelievable segment. Wiggled around like marmalade jelly. Wow. <laughs> Speaking of marmalade, fruit, fruit of Christ is what we're talking about tonight. Fruit. And our unbelievable segment, as many an unbelievable segment, came from our actual conversation through the show. Watermelons. <laughs> Seedless watermelons. What kind of convention is this? There's no other real food item that's a symbol for summer, like watermelons. That's true. You know? You have the barbecue. Watermelon's kind of like the staple. It's like, oh, and we'll finish it off with some nice slices of watermelons. Yeah. It's like, would you consider pumpkin a fruit? I guess it's a fruit, probably. Yeah, uh, yeah I'll consider That's it. like the fall vegetable or fruit. <laughs> the fruit. <laughs> yeah, they're all, it's all the same. It's all the stuff that I put, put on the side of my plate. <laughs> For after the meat and the potatoes. Um, but yeah, like the pumpkin is synonymous with the fall. Right. The watermelon, certainly for summer. Yeah, definitely. What definitely. is there for winter? A fruit for winter? Orange is kind of like, for some reason, I don't know why, but. For winter? I don't know. I just feel like. Totally making that I feel up. like around Christmas I say, time, those like little tangerine things come out. No, I think that's maybe just in your house. No. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's a tradition. Okay, fruitcake. Uh, there you go. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> the fruit cake or, is symbol for uh, like the berries, like the holly berries. That's very uh, you don't Christmassy eat berries. You don't? No. Uh, I guess they're, they're probably poisonous. poisonous. <laughs> but it's still a fruit to someone. Uh, I believe it was all about how we don't know anything about fruit. That's true. <laughs> what is the springtime fruit? Everything. You know what? Get, all fruit you know, comes down to springtime. You know what I get annoyed with? engineered fruit <laughs> like you know we talked about seedless watermelons yeah. i mean i'm not annoyed with it i like that the, my watermelons don't have seeds anymore because <laughs> i was a kid and they had seeds it just became a weapon like yeah. i'm just gonna spit seeds at you <laughs> that was awesome um rapid fire absolutely and your technique was really important yeah. <laughs> um but then there's like these fruits like star fruit it's like nobody eats them they like cost like four dollars a i don't think you I mean, see it at the. I always see it at the produce stands, or like yeah. you have to go to a farmer's market. Like, yeah, it's like what's obscure fruits? It's a star fruit, <laughs> aren't there? Yeah, there aren't there fruits that like they're hybrids of two different fruits. Yeah. They they call them like a. Oh, it's a it's a mango orange. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is that? It's making any sense at all? Or uh, isn't that what like a tangelo is? Isn't it like a com- yeah, combination of two That's things? That's what I'm saying. There's just like a too tangerine many. and something else. A tangerine and an orange. Or, Scientists are just trying to be too creative with and farmers with their fruit fruitage. It's like let's just stick with the orange. Yeah. Leave them alone. <laughs> They're not bothering anybody. Science. And then you go to like you go to like I want an I'll, I'll just get some apples, right? Yeah. And you go to the apple aisle. 
and you're like, there's like nine, ten versions of apples. Yeah. Pears. Have the apple? I know somebody who lives in a development, and every street name is a different name of a pear. Because <laughs> there's that many varieties of pears. There's not just a pair of pears. No. That's, that's crazy. For sure. Bartlett anyway. pears. The Ultra Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was Crazy Love by Hawk Nelson. Crazy. Paul's like, yo, Colossi, you got some crazy love up on these saints. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I don't know. I just got some. Uh, Jeff just like went way off. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm on a sugar high from all that watermelon juice that I've been chugging. <laughs> well, you, must have had, you must have had a little extra portion of holly berry before the <laughs> segment. <laughs> Feeling wow. all right? Feeling all right? There. That was good. It's true, though. I mean, he says it for your love and the saint. For That's all the right. saints. That's crazy. Clear to us. And... Uh, you learned it from Epaphras, he says, our dear fellow servant who is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared to us, again, your love in the spirit, crazy love. <laughs> and then he moves on in verse 9. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That's what I want right there. Yeah. I want to know his will with wisdom and spiritual understanding and f- be filled with it. And that's what we should pray for. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Like when, when you're. It seems like when I was in my, uh, I'll say, college and career days, my young adult yeah. days. You know those pivotal parts of your time where you're like, like you're not know who you're gonna marry. You don't know what job you're gonna have. Like there's all these question marks in your future, and you're all very hopeful. Yeah. But you're almost like always looking for God's will. Like it seems like there's a, and I think. Ultimately, we still look for like God's will in our life. Like I'm, now that I'm older, I'm not that much older than that. But just thinking about the fact that, you know, like it's an elusive thing out there. Like uh, oh, once I figure out what God's will is, you know, it's like, you know, God's will is that we know Him and we have wisdom and spiritual understanding. God's will is, I mean, of course, there's He He's laid out th- uh, steps for us to walk in, and He's laid out for those those times but um, more importantly you know his will you know the wisdom and the spiritual understanding of his will I mean it starts in his word doesn't it like when you understand who God is and as you understand who God is he opens the rest of the stuff up to us and um, you know I I love that Paul's praying that they get it (laughs) that they they get that wisdom and spiritual understanding um, because he knows that's so important in their lives the Altar Life. Music, true, real, period. That was Paint the Town Red by Delirious. Before that, you heard a, another Delirious song, Deeper. That would make it a Delirious double play. Uh, ding, ding, ding. You are right. What do we have for him, Johnny? <laughs> Watermelons. <laughs> Solid berries. Solid ones. See this one. <laughs> oh, man. We're having a good time tonight in our first of ten episodes of Colossians and we are in chapter one talking about the fruit of Christ you know if you want to do some homework we'll give you some just look up how important it is that we bear fruit and all the times that Jesus uses fruit more than probably anybody else in the Bible if you look at it it talks about fruit John 15 is one place about the vine and the branches and all that stuff Um, it's important for us to understand this concept of bearing fruit because if we don't bear fruit, then we aren't. There's no evidence that we've been changed. I uh, 
I think it's Spurgeon. There's a quote and it says, the grace that doesn't change our lives, or it's not strong enough to change our lives, it's not strong enough to save our souls. And uh, that's a challenge because you're like, oh, I'm going to heaven. It's like, but has your life changed at all? Is there anything marking you as a Christian? Not just because you wear a Yahweh t-shirt or something like that, or his pain, your gain t-shirt. Is there anything evident in your life that would set you apart as a Christ follower? As a, you know, having that love that's just a supernatural love that people see it and be like, that guy is different. There's something about him. And it's convicting to me. It's a challenge to me in my workplace. Do people see me and say, that guy's a Christian I can tell? You know, hopefully I'm working on that. And hopefully that's true. But it's important for us to understand, just as these people knew the grace of God in truth, that we understand that God has given us all these things. You know, Paul went down the list. It's like, you have a hope, you have faith, you've, you know, the truth and love and all these things. And God's given us these tools, and these things to bear fruit. There's a purpose for it. And, you know, he says, Paul, I love, he always says this. I don't cease to pray for you, man. Like he's just a guy who's committed to praying for his, his children, spiritual children, as it were. And uh, he's like, I just want you to be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That's how we grow. That's how that fruit comes forth because we get to know his will and we walk step by step according to it. And that's when we bear fruit. You know, I look at this next verse here in Colossians. It says that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him and uh, being fruitful in every good work. And I, I look at that and it's a challenge to me to look at that and say, am I walking worthy of the Lord? You know, the Lord, Jesus Christ, died on the cross, and he took the ultimate punishment for me. And there's no one worthy <laughs> besides Jesus. You know, there is no one worthy before God. Um, but because of Jesus and because of what he's done for us, Paul is sitting here encouraging the Colossians, saying, I'm praying that you can walk worthy of this calling the highest calling to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, um, to be a, to be associate, even associated with Jesus, you know, boggles my mind, you know, that I'm not worthy to even be called his disciple because I know what I am, you know, um, but Jesus through his love and for what he's done on the cross has chosen to pick me <laughs> to be his disciple and to pick, to call me out and, um, like he called the Colossians out. And Paul's praying that you may walk worthy of that. You know, that grace that you've been given, as he says earlier, the grace of Jesus Christ, things that you did not deserve, you re- you've gotten from him. And um, are you walking worthy of that tonight? It's an encouragement for us tonight. All right, that was just a closer walk, a classic hymn by the followers. And uh, that's what we're talking about tonight. As we walk with Christ, bearing fruit and... Um, he says in verse 10 that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. It's important for us to draw near and to put our faith in Christ and to walk worthy. The only way we walk worthy is by putting our faith in him and by holding fast that word of truth in our hearts and and having that hope that Jesus is there to give us the strength to do it because if we try to walk worthy of the Lord in our own strength, what are we going to do? You know, the, just like it says in the Gospels, the, the 
trials and tribulations, the sun's going to come and we're going to wither away because we're not going to have a root. There's not going to be anything there. It's going to be just kind of, I'm going to stay and get and just grow. And, and it's all going to be in our own strength and it's not going to profit anything, you know, or we start looking around and seeing all the different things in our lives that choke out the word, like the Bible says, and uh, we don't bring forth the fruit that is necessary. Um, we want to be that good soil. We want God to work that in us so that we bear the fruit that will ultimately lead to more fruit and more believers, the love that we show to unbelievers that draws them to Christ and that fruit that comes forth only from him. You know, and that's what we have to remember is that all of this fruit comes from the root, which is Jesus Christ. Yeah, he says he says it in the next verse. He says, increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to your power. No, according to his <laughs> glorious power. Jesus's power, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead at work in our lives, strengthening us. As Jeff, as, as you were saying, Jeff, like giving us the, it starts with the power of God. Like we're not capable of doing this, in other words. And, um, you know, for all patience and long suffering with joy, you know, it's, it's, it's not easy, you know, in this world, there's everything is against us. And, um, but with the love of Christ, who can be against us, right? You know, with Christ, as Roman says, you know, and when I look at this and I'm thinking, man, I want to walk worthy. I want to see this fruit in my life. I want to be, um, the things that I do, Lord, I want you to be pleasing them and I want you to work through them. I want my actions to reproduce good things in other people and, and those that come around me. And, um, you know, it's tiring <laughs> and, uh, it can wear you out and you can feel at the end of yourself. And sometimes that's a good thing because it reminds us that it's about being strengthened with his might and his power. Um, and it also means that we need patience and long suffering from him. That's a fruit of the spirit. It's not something that we can muster up in and of ourselves. All right. That was just to please you by fighting instinct. And that's what Paul is praying for this church in Colossae that we would walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. And where we left off, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience, long suffering with joy. That's how we have patience through these difficult times when we, if you think about it, you know, even the fruit gets clipped and gets harvested. And that's probably not a comfortable thing, right? We, we get the threshers coming through. And, uh, you know, the Bible says that those branches that produce fruit get pruned so that they bear more fruit. And that's, we look at trials, we look at all the different things that those could, you know, that could be referring to, but it comes from his power, the patience to endure those trials, those things that are going to bring forth fruit in our lives and the long suffering and the joy, you know what I mean? Like we don't put joy and long suffering together, but it's through God strengthened with all might, according to his power. We ask Jesus and say, Lord, Give me the power to do this because it comes from you to to have this patience that I need to bear fruit because it's not overnight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we can't just be like watermelon, boom. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. And uh, you know, just for me, I just feel like this, you know, long suffering. It's like, wow, I don't have joy. And that shows me that I need to rely on him and the mighty power that he has, because according to the word of God which we placed our faith in and which we should be bearing fruit according to the word of God says that 
according to his glorious power, we have the strength and all the might to have long suffering with joy and patience. And Paul is writing this from jail. And look at the fr- <laughs> look at the fruit. Yeah, we're reading his epistle tonight. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's awesome. And uh, last verse for tonight: giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Man, we we have gotten so much through the power of Jesus Christ. You know, we are forgiven. You know, if you're saved tonight, you're forgiven of all your sin, whether you've committed it already or you're going to. Um. You know, we've been given all spiritual blessings. We've been given everything from heaven that heaven has to offer to us. And uh, that's the grace of God. And um, as we read about in verse 6 tonight, and Paul is praying for the Colossians tonight, saying, I pray that your life is marked with these things, and your life is marked as producing the fruit that is worthy of the name of Jesus Christ. And tonight, you know, the challenge to us is, does our lives look and smell like we're disciples of Jesus Christ? Are we producing fruit in our lives that people look at and go, you know, that guy, he loves Jesus. He's been with Jesus. You know, he is the disciple of the Lord. Um, I mean, I pray that that's my, that's what people see. And you know what? You can't just leave tonight and go, okay, well, I just need to walk harder against with the Lord. Yeah. It's being more committed to Jesus Christ, but it starts with the word of God. It starts with the word of truth. And um, it starts by relying on the spirit and the power that God has um, to work through us and to work in our lives. And tonight, maybe we just need to ask Jesus where we're at with that and that God can come and he can strengthen us and show us the things that he wants to, the spiritual understanding and wisdom he wants to impart on us so we can walk worthy of what he's called us to and he's all called us for a purpose you know we have a calling and um if you're you know if jesus is calling you tonight you are called he picked you um we don't deserve it but he did and we can be thankful and give thanks to the father who has qualified us to be partakers with him yeah that's that's really cool i'm just thinking of a verse in hebrews 12 (laughs) and uh it's just interesting if you look at it um might not have time to read through it, but check it out. Hebrews 12, it talks about how God chastens those. And, and you know, just thinking about this whole idea of fruit, and it says that it doesn't seem joyful, but it's painful. But afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. And, you know, that, I don't know, I'm just getting rocked just thinking about that, that God loves us and he's given us everything we need to bear fruit. And he's going to do whatever he needs to do to bring it forth in our lives if we would simply submit to his will. And that's why Paul asks, yeah, I'm praying for that. So you know his will so that we can then submit to it and bring forth that fruit. And that's the important thing. And to remember that that fruit can only come by Christ. It comes from him. He is the root. We are the branches. Let's, uh, Let's stay connected. Good stuff. Until next week. Be cool cats. Live for Christ. 